This is an episode about control. But, but no control. Yeah. And uh, so hence the name, everything and nothing. Um, control, so stress and anxiety and all that, right? Really, stress occurs when you believe that um, your environment has more control over you and your state in your life than you do. Poise happens when you believe you have more control over your environment than anything else, right? So the placement of control is important. But like so many other things in life, we operate on this, these, these extremes where either there's, so, there's, there's two schools of thought kind of where you have, and you guys have probably heard it, especially with personal development, you're in control of everything, right? Everything is in your control. And then the other end is nothing is in your control. Absolutely nothing. You're in control of nothing. There's, you know, God's, you know, dictate, there's something called fate and it, things just happen. Life happens. Things happen as they are supposed to happen and that's it. And then the other end is control, 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 control. So there's this power struggle for control. And I think that what ends up happening is we find ourselves in situations, whichever one you've subscribed to, you find yourself in a situation where the other side is kind of proving to be right. Yeah. In any given situation, right? And so when that happens, I think it really pisses us off because we're like, what? I thought I was in control or I thought I had no control. Like, why, why is life showing me that I am in control? Why is life showing me that I'm not in control? So where is the truth? And what we have found to be true is that there's three sides to every story, right? There's your truth, my truth, and the truth. There's three sides to every coin. There's a front, there's a back, and there's this side. The truth is usually almost always a synergy of the two extremes. Almost always. So what does that mean? That means you are both simultaneously in control of everything and nothing. So stupid. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm, I'm a person who definitely struggles with the extremes. Always have. Mm -hmm. I won't say I always will because I'm going to, you know, listen to these beautiful words that are being said. Or do you think you bounce back and forth? Yeah. But, like, I can bounce back and forth in the same day 15 times. So I feel like I'm getting closer to trying to find the middle. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could literally, in the beginning of the day, try to control everything and then realize that, oh, I'm not in control of anything, and then just let it go. And then I let it go, but... Obviously, there are times where I do feel synergistic. What do you think, what is it that drives you to go from one place to the other, one extreme to the other? I, I don't feel fully happy. Like, if I'm, if I'm in control of everything, I'm usually very, very anxious. 
And then if I say that I'm not in control of anything, I let go and I let God. However, I, I then feel out of out of control in the sense that like I'm not doing anything. It's intensely weird. That is, no, I mean that's. I think that's the game of the two extremes, where you're either. Yeah, I think it's a constant. Like we're trying to figure out where the control lies. To me, when we talk about control, like you are in control, I definitely think about shit in the terms of how you feel yeah. and what you're thinking and your day-to-day and how yeah. you show up. Yeah. But then when I think of we're not in control, I think of like grander scheme of things, like your life plan. You have no control of that. That might have been something important. No, it's it's good. It's a wire. Oh, um, like the grand scheme of life, right? Yeah. That we're we're really not in control of that, but it's our day to day that we are in control of that creates that grand scheme of things. Like it's so weird. It's woven together. So I think so. This morning on my run, I think this may help. So this morning on my run, I was. I had all these kind of like little insights and things like that, right? Um, and one of the things that kind of came to me was uh, it was about control and how we play this game of extremes, right? Which ironically is also what you, I guess you said you journaled about last night, right? And it's something that's super common and I mean, something that's very relevant in all of our lives. But I think the difficulty is in finding where we are in control and where we are not. And I think that the part that throws us for a loop is that it's ever-changing. The yeah. things that you are in control of today, you may not be in control of tomorrow. The things that you are not in control of today, you may find yourself in control of tomorrow. So, how do you say stay so in tune with... What do you stay so in tune with to figure out where the control lies? Right, and so the analogy that kind of came to me was, uh, I think of everything like big picture, and then I drill down. So life, like, am I in control? The question of control is about life, right? Am I in control of life, or is something else in control of life? Well, what is life? Depending on how you define it, you may say life is a battle, life is a struggle, life is a a fight. I think life is a, I've said it a billion times, life is a game, right? Life is a dance. So today's analogy was that life is a dance. That's just what kind of came to me. Life is a dance. And so I was like, okay, well, how does control play in that? And then I realized that every good, you know, we're, a lot of us might be Indian. We're Indian, right? Growing up, we do dances, these choreographed dances, and we go on these into these, like, talent shows or in people's living rooms Holy or whatever. Holy Indie Valley programs. Yeah, like yeah. we're just always doing these organized dances. It's really strange. Bollywood is real. Um, and People's living rooms. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a choreographer. The choreographer is separate from the dancer. There's, they're two different entities. There's the dancer who's performing the dance and then there's the choreographer who put it together. And they're looking at the whole thing, like from the start, from the first note to the last. 
the dancer's job is to show up and execute on the moves of the choreographer. So you tell me, if you're fully in control, that's essentially a dancer gone rogue, going off of the script, going away from the choreography. If you're not in control at all, that's essentially a dancer either not showing up at all or showing up and not moving. Thinking that, well, you choreographed it, shouldn't you be moving my arms and my legs and my body for me? Those are the extremes. It sounds ridiculous when you think about it with a dance. The truth is that you're co-creating. You are co-creating. You're co-creating and that's your job as the dancer in life is to show up and execute is to be fluid, is to do the moves. God's job is to choreograph. I don't know about you, but if God was some kind of expert dancer through life, I'd rather be choreographed by God than to, for me to take control and start to choreograph. Because now, not only do I have to choreograph, but I also have to do the dance. And that leads to burnout. Because you're thinking about how the dance is going to look big picture, then you're thinking about how to do this move properly. So you're trying to teach yourself how to do the moves and you're trying to think about the energy that you're trying to give off in the dance. There's too many variables and that's why we lead to burnout. We're trying to do everything. We're not supposed to do everything. We're supposed to say, okay, God, or the universe or infinite intelligence, what move do you want me to make next? And then to obsess over that move and to execute it perfectly. And then when you are a dancer and you are in a dance, if you're thinking about the next move or the last move, you fuck up. You mess up. Mm-hmm. But it's not until that performance is done that you can look back and say, damn, that was a beautiful dance. Right? So we're so obsessed with trying to make sure that our dance of life is flawlessly executed that we become rigid. We become like Kevin James and Hitch. We look like clowns. But if we're just, if we just have faith in the choreographer, and we have faith in ourselves as a dancer. Then it becomes very fluid. It becomes seamless. You're not thinking. You're not in your own head. You're in your own body. And you're just doing. You're in flow with everything. With the music. With life. With the choreography. And that's when you have music that looks like art. That's when. Or sorry. That's when you have uh, uh, dances that that are art. You have dances that bring people to tears. You can convey emotion. You can do so much with dance. But it's not going to happen if you're trying to choreograph it, choreograph it simultaneously. That's that's the analogy I think about with control. That's I mean that's a beautiful analogy. I think I, I mean that's definitely eye opening to to understand it, especially like when you were giving the two extremes. Yeah. Like that's what we do in day to day life. That's what we do in day to day life. Like like sure. literally, I either veg out on the couch for hours upon hours or i'm so like on it yeah yeah there's no like in in between yeah and that's and there is i mean obviously there is and i know that that version of life that has the co-creation of the two and those are my most beautiful days but it's a lot of work it is to get there and stay there and remember that that's what life is so this morning I was what? Uh, this morning I was also listening to uh, Simon Sinek, and he's talking about finding balance. And he says, "You're never gonna find balance. Like it's just not gonna happen. Like 
We look for the perfect job. It's not gonna. You're not gonna find it. We look for the perfect partner. You're not gonna find it. It is the quest of. And he goes. So just to just remove from your mind that you're gonna finally find the person and it's gonna be flawless. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that you're gonna find a job and every day you're gonna get to work and you're gonna feel passionate. Just remove that idea from your mind. But what he's talking about with balance, it's sparked a thought in me. It's called a balancing act. Mm-hmm. It's not called like like you have to be. It's a balancing act, so you're always having to do something, right? And so, like when you look, think about a what is the Libra scale? It's a scale. A scale, and it's it it goes up and goes down and goes and then it finally finds a center. Maybe that's why I'm that way because I'm a Libra. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But it's an act. It's an it, it. It takes work to get there, right? And you're gonna. You always. We always find ourselves overcorrecting. Always. So I have no discipline. To, I have too much discipline. To okay. Let me let me let up a, a, a little bit off of it. Let me not be so crazy. To I let too much go. To okay. Let me find it again. To I found too much. To let me let a little bit little bit go. It's like trying to find the perfect temperature. For water in your shower, you're constantly playing with the lever, but that's an, that's the act of of finding balance. That's good. She was just staring at the window. Yeah, because it's like, what do you even say to that? <laughs> you know, yeah. everything or nothing. Everything or nothing. Okay, I like to get practical here. Let's say I am somebody listening to this podcast who really struggles. I am in the podcast, and I really struggle <laughs> with uh, the extremes. Yeah. And let's say it's a very busy season of life. Yeah. What would you give me as advice to start doing or continue to do to co-create? With the choreographer. I think that the first... It's about your state. It's all It's all about your state. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not putting... If you're not doing the things to put yourself in an optimal state, you're not going to co-create. Like, just imagine, put yourself in God's shoes for a second. Are you going to want to co-create with somebody who's mopey, who's unhealthy, and who's being lazy? Like being yeah. like being so lethargic and just full of excuses. I love that. I think, I mean, I, I was going to answer it myself, but it's essentially showing up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Show up for yourself and then listen. That's it. Um, I've vowed to journal every single day this year. I'm seven days in. Yeah. It's amazing, but I think the act of journaling, and it's just, I don't even know what I'm journaling about. I just start writing, whatever I feel. It could be a long one. It could be a short one. It could be one that repeats the same thing three different times. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it is allowing me to get in tune with what I'm feeling on the inside, which I believe is allowing me to understand myself and understand my choreographer and understand what it's trying to tell me my next move. I've been feeling a lot of anxiety in relation to the next couple of moves in my life. And 
yeah. So I think just being in tune with yourself, I answered the question. I'm sorry. No, that's good. You. But being in tune with yourself is literally like, that's it. Live, live your truth. Show up for you. Because if you are, it's, I'm reading a high vibe. Good vibe, good life. Oh, good vibes, good life by Vex King right now. And damn, like things that are high vibe, like high vibrational, like truly high vibe and low vibe. Like he talks about foods. Yeah. And I thought it was so interesting, like coffee. I'm sipping on coffee right now, but coffee is a very low vibe beverage. Hmm. Alcohol is a very low vibe beverage. Uh, refined sugars, carbs, those things are very low vibe. So it's like, it's it's known. The shit that's not good for us yeah. causes us to, like, we know it. And intuitively, we know it. And that decreases our vibration. Yeah. So when we start doing the things that are good for us and start eating cleaner, start eating healthier, start exercising, start moving our bodies, drink the water. Yeah. Those are simple things, right? Yeah. Simple things that we can... don't take anything. And that puts us in a high vibrational state. And when we're in a high vibrational state, we can literally understand and create whatever it is in life that we want to create. We can understand what our life vision and our mission and our purpose is. And to me, our choreographer is within us. Yeah. We, we can say God, we can say the universe, we can say the highest version of ourselves. But it's all one. It's, that's it, right? Like, and with what you're talking about, right? Like, we, we've talked about this concept a few different times, but it's protect your energy at all costs. Protect your energy against yourself, against your own vices, against your own... Uh, Habitual tendencies to do things that are, as I guess Vexing, Vex King would say, low vibe, right? Like, protect your energy. Protect your energy at all costs. There is a quote by Steve Duncanson, Steve Duncanson excuse me, that says, The moment you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. That, to me, signals yeah. that you have to remain vigilant. Mm-hmm. You have to remain so on your toes about what you're consuming that to some people it may feel exhausting. But let me ask you this. Would you rather let your guard down, quote-unquote, let your guard down? It's not. This is not about ego. This is about vigilance, awareness. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Would you rather let your awareness just go off when you get on a phone call with a family member who tends to be negative or who is volatile. You do not know for a fact whether this family member is going to be in a good mood right now or in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. So why would you let your awareness wander? Because if you let your awareness wander and that family member is in a good mood, you get off the phone call in a good mood. But if that family member is in a bad mood, you get off the phone call in a bad mood. Why would you let that touch you? Be aware of the fact that you don't know and then when you, when you maintain your center and you protect your energy, you put yourself in a position of power to give love, to give, to handle the things that happen in life with grace, to be able to deal with like, oh my God, I didn't realize, I'm running late, I didn't realize I need to get gas. Like you can handle all of that when you are in a better state. So managing your state is critical. So the thing that you can control is your state. So if you're talking to the most high and that's where you're getting, that's your choreographer and that's where you get your instructions and stuff like that from, 
you can't be in a low place. Mm-mm. You have to be in an elevated place. Mm-hmm. So let that be your reason if you don't have a, an, another reason to, to take care of yourself and to manage your state. Because I promise you, yesterday before bed, I felt like I, I clicked. Right? And I found myself slipped back into a place of harmony. And I've been saying uh, uh, an affirmation. Well, not an affirmation, but like a more of like a mantra or a incantation every night that's just been kind of wiring it into me every night and every morning. And I found myself slip into that state of harmony and click. So this morning when I went on my, when I woke up, I was on fire. Mm-hmm. I went on my run and I was so connected and I was having downloads. So this whole choreography analogy, it came this morning. Like this yeah. is not something that we have sat around on and, and worked on and tweaked and no, this is what happens when you're in a higher state, when yeah. you manage your state. Well, I was just thinking about that. I mean, based off of that, you have to be in a practice of being in a higher state. That's it, right? Like you have Like it. you can't, you can't live a low vibe life. And then all of a sudden when you need help, try to be high vibe. Cause it's not going to fully work. That's like, what I did last year. And it just, just does not work. No, you have to be in a constant state of high vibe. And when you drop into a low vibe, you can easily get pulled back up. It's like the highest energy wins. Yeah, highest energy wins, right? The greatest pull wins. Damn. And, and and you give power to what you give power to. So if you give power to the negative, then the negative will have a greater pull than the positive. Yep. What you spend time with the most will support you. You you give energy to what you spend time with. You give energy to where your focus goes. We live in a very uh, turbulent time, right? And you know, just this morning I went live on on Instagram and I was talking about how you, unless you're planning on going to DC or wherever the chaos is happening and to change something. I mean, even to think that you can have a civilized conversation with anything that's happening right now, you, you're, you're sorely mistaken. So why would you obsess over it? Do not, you have to protect your energy. So what is your next move? What is the choreographer trying to tell you and you can hear the news. The the news is I, that's why I talk about awareness versus obsession. Yeah, you can understand it. You can you can do what you need to do in your life. The next maybe you watching the news or hearing it was your best self telling you to understand something, mm-hmm. right? And then you can kind of move on from there. But I I agree with you. Obsessing over it and then just constant, you know, I don't know. I think like a good check is the second you move to judgment, you've consumed too much news. Yeah. Consume just enough to maintain non-judgment. Meaning you're just looking for data, information. But you cannot develop a bias off of one piece of information. Yeah. You can develop, you can start to spot a trend with two things. By the third time you you consume something, you've developed a, an opinion now. And that's when you get, really get pulled into it. So, to take it back to what we were talking about, right? Everything and nothing. You're both in control of everything and nothing. Meaning, you are co-creating with something that is much greater than you. You're not co-creating with another human being. You're co-creating with a higher power. You're co-creating with the same thing that made the earth, with that, that made the oceans, that made the trees, that made the 
other human beings walking around that made the the birds that made that makes the sun rise every day or makes the earth turn every day the same energy the same whatever you believe it is that's literally making the earth float and the earth has yet to fall out of the whatever it's not even the sky but like just think about that think about that you can't even put into words you can't, what's I can't even but just if you get me you get me you're co-creating with that that's awesome. You want to listen to that. Holy crap, that's awesome. You, trust me, you want to listen to that much more than you want to listen to yourself. Awesome. So everything and nothing. I hope it was helpful. Yes, let us know. It was for me. Watch your mouth when I come around. I'ma shut it down. Got that sound that's gonna run the town. In and out the town. Ain't no way around it. Flows astounding. And I got that bounce. Pound for pound. Hardest out. Hardest out. Way too blessed to trip.